podcast where we talk about our book of the week. I'm Anna Bailey Karras and I'm here with Annie Waters. Hi, Annie. Hello. And this week we're doing our best holiday reads of 2023. And so I will kick off if you like. I've just picked these up quickly. There might be others I've read over the year, particularly in the crime genre, which I always love for holidays because I think of it as a treat. I don't know why, but I do. But one that I did read recently that I think is a really good plain read or holiday read is The Club by Ellery Lloyd. And Ellery Lloyd is actually a couple. They're a a couple in real life and they oh interesting yes they write it together so it is a pseudonym for husband and wife team Colette Lyons and Paul Vlitos and Colette is a journalist and editor and former features editor at Stylist contact director at L and editorial director at Soho House which is relevant to the club and she's written for various publications including Sunday Times and two travel books Paul is the author of Welcome to the Working Week and Every Day is Like Sunday and he also teaches creative writing at the University of Surrey and The Club is their second novel. Their first one, People Like Her, was a Richard and Judy book club pick which has a huge impact Mm. on book sales, of course. So um, they've already had success and The Club is about a fictional club called The Home Group which is a collection of ultra-exclusive private members clubs so think Soho House um, which of course they've got very much inside knowledge of um, and that shows through in the book and what's happening with the home group is they're opening you know new projects here and there and the most ambitious one yet is they've bought a whole island so it's called Island Home and it's been transformed into the heart of luxury and it's in the UK and of course it's only accessible by helicopter or You know, maybe there's a ferry, I think, from memory. So it's got all the trappings of a good murder mystery. And then it's the opening. So it's extremely VVIP and hard to get onto the list, the guest list for the opening. And they have a pre-opening event with the VVVIP guests that they're very carefully selected. And unfortunately, though, it turns deadly and there are some murders that take place. So I hate it when that happens. (laughs) What's fantastic about this is the writing style is very knowing and very funny. It's a bit, there is interspersed through the novel, which they've done cleverly, is a Vanity Fair article, which I think you you just get the feeling the journalist chops are coming through because it really, it has the actual Vanity Fair article, but the whole novel has that feel of one of those breathless, knowing Vanity Fair articles where they're going deep. They do a deep dive into <laughs> a behind the scenes of a luxury life gone wrong, mm. basically. But um, and it was built as Marple meets Succession, oh, yeah. which I didn't quite think that I didn't get Miss Marple vibes at Sounds all. more like White Lotus or Firefest. It's more exactly. It actually reminded me of the Fire Festival in that it just goes so terribly wrong and I think part of the enjoyment is that you're watching rich white people get their comeuppance in a way. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not fun in the sense that they're all really unlikable. Mm. So it's got a bit of Fire Festival and a bit of White Lotus and what's very good that they do really well, the writing's great it clips along and the characters they do have one or two staff members they've got the two owners it's two brothers who own the home group 
and run it. One was more charismatic than the other one. And then the, a couple of the guests and they describe them really well. You feel like there's a lot of insights that there are a lot of details that you could only know if you've worked around these sorts of people. Mm-hmm. But one of my favourites was the assistant, the executive assistant to I think Ted who runs it. And she, it's just the, the skills that you need to do a job like that, to be able to manage these very demanding clients is exquisite and she's really good at it. And I loved reading some of those details. So it's, you know, very easy read, really fun. I didn't like any of the characters. So that's my, that was the sort of the drawback. But I think as a, as a holiday read, it hits the spot. So that's the club. Yeah, that sounds great. Well, my first pick is also crime. It's Now You See Us by Bally Cower Jaswal. And she wrote another one called Erotic Stories of Pin- for Punjabi Widows a few years ago, which was really successful. And I think that was the Reese's Book Club pick. But this one's set in Singapore and it centres around three women who are hired help maids for very wealthy families. The three women are kind of, they're all Filipina and they are in different circumstances and they kind of have different um, cultural backgrounds themselves or social backgrounds maybe. So there's an older woman who's been a maid for a long time. Um, She actually went back to the Philippines to live, but she has returned to Singapore and has kind of a mystery. She's running from something in, in the Philippines. Then there's a very young woman who's just kind of 19 and she's been hired by a notoriously bad employer and then there's a woman who's been working for the same family for some time she really loves the older man that she um, is caring for a new person is hired to help and so she doesn't know whether she's kind of being pushed out or not but they're drawn together because there's a murder that happens in one of these families the maid is accused and charged with the crime and they can all see themselves being in exactly the same situation and so they kind of band together to try and help, help figure out if this woman did it they think she didn't and what did actually happen. And so, yeah, it's a great read. It really is an insight into totally a different world. And I think even if you did live in Singapore, you're probably not likely to have this experience either. So it's quite funny, but yeah, it whips along. It's good, pacey mm. crime. What was it called? It's called Now You See Us, a Bali Cowage as well. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, I'd be, it's fun. I'd be keen to read that. Now You See It. I have, now You, you see have us. to Because, you know, all the maids are the invisible kind of class, but then obviously they see a lot of what goes on in these homes and can kind of piece together things that the police can't get yes, to. Yes, they can. Oh, that's fascinating. So I'll have to add that to my list, Annie. So my next one while we're on the crime binge is West Heart Kill by Dan McDorman. This is a debut crime novel. It's been getting a lot of attention. And one thing I'll say, um, Catherine Imprint sold it to me because she said I keep thinking about it. And thank you, Catherine. But really, I bought it for the cover, which is so good. I'll, I'll post a picture on mm. Instagram, but it's a very 1970s vibe. It's set in the 70s and it's also in the – it's like a jigsaw puzzle and I just love the cover. So buy it for the cover. It's so cool. It's a really interesting take on a murder mystery because it's set at a hunting lodge so it has all the – elements of a classic murder mystery the hunting lodge which then becomes isolated when there's a big storm that blocks off the roads that lead to the hunting lodge which is fantastic so they're all essentially locked in the lodge is called west heart and kill refers to a stream or a creek that is known as a kill i think it's an old scottish term so that hence the title but it's also of course double meaning and the lodge is owned by a group of rich white american families that have owned it for 
some generations. So there's history behind it and they sort of take turns being president for five years at a time. The premise is that there's a private investigator who's our main character, Adam, I want to say, who goes with a friend to the lodge for a long weekend and then a murder happens and he investigates the murder. The interesting things about it are that the author is speaking to the reader saying, now these are the sort of elements you're expecting in a murder mystery and during the book there are these mini essays on the literature of murder mysteries and crime novels which are fantastic and also so it's quite meta there are Mm, these meta that sounds great which might put some people off because some people think I don't want essays in my you know in my crime novel but I really loved it and I think anyone who reads a lot of crime it's a very it's like an inside joke in Mm. a way so it would appreciate that aspect of it I really loved it and then it as Catherine said it does leave you thinking at the end so it's a fresh take that it doesn't just wrap up in the normal way that a Mm. crime novel does yeah it's so I don't think it's perfect but I think it really is distinctive Mm. and well written and stayed with me and fun I might have to borrow that one that sounds great so that was West Heart Kill by Dan McDorman and Annie so moving away from crime now my next pick is one set at Christmas which it's always fun to read a Christmassy book at Christmas this is not your kind of twee Christmas though this book is um, more kind of literary fiction and it's set in a family where there's three adult children and they're having the first Christmas since their mother has died and she was the total matriarch who engineered Christmas it's set in America so it's a big deal she always you know made it a real event and she was in general the kind of person who loved ceremony so what was the title oh sorry it's called flight by Lynn Stager strong it actually is another one where the cover pulled me in it's just got a very simple picture of some kind of raptor flying over a snowy country house so yeah these three adult children are all coming to one of the siblings homes Some of them have children, some of them don't. They all have partners. Everyone's got opinions on everyone else. And over Christmas, they all know that they have to talk about the issue of the house that the mother has left because they all have different ideas about what they'd like to do with it. They're all in different situations as you are. Um, And so you can – that setup is just – you know, perfect for psychological drama. But she does it really well. I'd not heard of her, but she writes a little bit like someone like Anne Tyler or Mary Lawson. I don't know if you know her, a Canadian writer, but very simple prose, but it's just the characters that shine through and these little intimate moments where they're all trying to not quite plot and scheme, but, you know, manoeuvre their way through these family dynamics because the mother was really the person who kept them all together. They're all quite different. They have different priorities. They've all got busy lives. They're mid-30s, 40s, you know, people. And I think the mother was the person who really made them come together and made them have these kind of rituals almost. She loved Christmas, she loved Easter, she would do pagan ceremonies that, you know, even though they'd roll their eyes, that is what kept the family going. And so how are they going to continue on without her to kind of do those traditions? It's just a really beautiful, touching portrait of a family. And yeah, I just loved it. It's one of those, yeah, very easy reading, but yeah, 
pictures of a whole life, but it's quite short. Yeah, I think you'd quite enjoy it. Yeah, and I mean, what pulled me in is Room and Alarm says it's suspenseful, dazzling and moving. Jenny Offal also said strong, ingeniously undercuts conventional wisdom about what it means to be a success in this world. So, yeah, it's beautiful and thought-provoking. So, my last holiday read is one that I'm currently reading and that's The Librarianist by Patrick DeWitt. So, I'm about three quarters or two thirds of the way through. So I think I can safely say um, I would recommend it as a holiday read. I've really loved it so far. Patrick DeWitt, who also wrote French Exit and um, other successful The Sisters Brothers was my favourite. Yes, The Sisters Brothers I think was award winning as well and French Exit I loved. So he's very funny. The first few pages, the first section of the librarianist had me laughing out loud because he has the main character is Bob. Bob's a librarian. Bob lives quite a solitary life. When we meet him, certainly, he's living on his own. He loves his work as a librarian. And I think he's even retired now when we first meet him. And what the premise is that he helps an old lady back to a senior citizen's home where she's living. Then he starts helping out at the senior citizen's home. And so that's how that's the sort of setup of it and how does that change his life. But then we go back in time to see how Bob got to where he is. But he's just such a gentle, straightforward character. But in a way that Patrick DeWitt finds the funny side of that. And so we're laughing with Bob or at Bob, but we're also very much on Bob's side. Mm. And there's a lot of compassion that underlies that. So I think it's he's so clever the way he does it. But the humour and the fact that it's a really easy read and a very engaging, and when I say engaging, I mean the author really welcomes you in and bring. it's like the author's really telling you the story in a welcoming way Mm. and you know whereas some books I think they they resist being liked it's almost that the author's trying to make it challenging or difficult or leaving a lot unsaid Mm. or writing these really prickly characters that it's hard to get on with but they want you to because by the end you'll find it enriching but this is not none of that it's just really beautiful and fun and very very humorous Mm. at times there's always even the bits that are not laugh out loud funny there's always Patrick DeWitt's sense of humour underlying it so that you can see all of these scenes that some of them are quite poignant but you can see this the sort of absurdity and the funny side of it because he lets that Mm. he sort of leaves that for you to to see as well so I love that yeah the books that I've read of his always remind me of Wes Anderson films they're just really quirky really colorful but yeah as you say very warm Mm. quite small stories often you know they're not huge dramas but it's just everyday life that is taken with a quite slightly different view yes well the scene that sets this up where he's in a seven at Bob is in a 7-eleven and there's a the woman who's gone wandering and is standing in front of the fridge. And so Bob says to the assistant uh, at the counter, "What what's happening with the lady? And the assistant said, I don't know. She's been here for, f- and you know, in a low voice, mm. she's been here for 45 minutes. I'm not sure what to do. And Bob looks at the lady and he looks back at the assistant. Right, would you want me? And so I just love this. It's a small scene, but it's so cute. Mm. And it's it's really, um, there's something comforting about that very matter-of-fact, non-judgmental approach that Bob has. So, yeah, The Librarianist by Patrick DeWitt. And uh, I'm reading this because um, he's coming to Adelaide Writers' Week. So this is an Adelaide Writers' Week pre-reading. I'm getting it, getting it done bit you. by bit. 
Yes, so that's a great, I think that's a really nice holiday read. My last one is Romantic Comedy by Kurt Sittenfeld. And she's someone that I've been meaning to read for ages. She wrote Rodham and she's written several other books that have been really highly acclaimed. And this is the one that I picked up because it's the newest one and I just thought, right, this is going to be the one that I read. And I get the sense that her other books are perhaps a little bit more meaty than this or a bit more serious. But, I mean, the writing is great. Again, she has a very light tone. There's a TV writer kind of in the mode of Tina Fey in 30 Rock who is writing for this sitcom and she's one of a few women in the writing room and there's an actor who comes on as one of the hired talent and they get on really well. He's very attractive, he's a Hollywood actor, she's just a normal woman in her 40s maybe late 30s. She gets a huge crush on him and she gets a lot of stick from her co-workers who are mostly male and a lot of whom have actually ended up with some of the female talent that's come on the show because in the world that we live in, it's absolutely fine if you're a comedic writer man who's just a schleb Joe Blow kind of person to get together with Miley Cyrus or someone at that kind of superstar level of if she's a woman. But if you are the woman and you're the writer and you're not conventionally attractive, it's just unfathomable that the superstar man would be interested. So the book is kind of about her second guessing herself, thinking, oh my God, of course he's not interested in me. I'm just some everyday person. She doesn't have the same kind of confidence, but then she does get this spark off him and she thinks, no, I think we do genuinely like each other. Yeah, so I won't say too much more because it is a book that the joy is in kind of the unfolding of that relationship and whether he is interested and whether it will go anywhere because obviously those relationships where one person is famous and the other person is not is also kind of a little bit fraught. But yeah, I just really enjoyed it. It is quite light. It almost felt a little bit like, yeah, reading a gossip magazine or something like that. But I do think that Curtis brings her quite intelligent eye about pop culture and um, celebrity culture to this book. Just an enjoyable, wholeheartedly um, holiday, beachy read that is a bit smarter, I think, than your kind of average um, rom-com. Very good. Well, that sounds like a good one for that you could give as a gift for people who don't totally. read very much, but they, they come to me at this time of year when they're packing to go away saying, oh, I'm going to the bookshop, what should I get? And it's always tricky. You need a book that has a bit of substance, mm. but it won't be too... Yeah, well, yeah, I'd definitely recommend Romantic Comedy by uh, Curtis Sittenfeld. Fantastic. I've read her short stories, which are excellent, the ones I've read, but I have I didn't want to read Rodham and then I hadn't read, I think Eligible was one of the mm-hmm. ones before that. So she's very highly regarded. So that's our holiday reads uh, for 2023. Let us know what you're reading and planning to take away if you're going anywhere over the festive season and we will be back next year. So we'll see you in 2024. And in the meantime, you can follow us on Facebook Facebook at Books on the Go, email Books on the Go podcast at gmail.com and I'm on Instagram at A Bailey Karras and Annie. I'm on Instagram at Mr underscore Annie. Fantastic. We'll see you next year. Bye. Bye.